As that glorious royalty-free music fades into the background, I would like to welcome you to this podcast. My name is Brona. I will be your host for this series, and I thought this would be a good thing to do in episode zero, just to explain what I'm going to be talking about, um, what it's going to look like, and why I'm going to be talking about it. So, yeah, this is going to be an episode series where I talk to different people about their faith. Um, and right at the onset of this, I'm going to define faith as not something that's solely religious, um, but more as the concept of faith. Um, Richard Rohr really sums it up quite nicely when he says that faith is the belief that there's a coherence to things, that there could be a meaning to things. Um, and when I read that, I, I, I thought to myself, yeah, I want to have faith. That's what I want. Um, at the very basic level, that's what I want. And now, faith like that can seem to some people, especially people off a faith background, um, like a very simple concept, um, something that is a prerequisite for their faith. But it's actually quite a difficult place to get to. Um, when you look at the world, it's not very apparent that there is any kind of coherence to things. You know, good things happen to bad people bad things happen to good people. It's it's chaos out there a lot of the time. But I think it's really incredible that people can have faith in this world and I want to talk to them about it. Um, you know, you can talk about faith through theology, through philosophy. You can talk about it um, through spirituality. And a lot of these concepts can be very abstract and up, up in your head, you know. But I want to talk to people about their life experience and just have a conversation with them because I think that's where it all comes into application. I think it's very easy to talk about these concepts in a sanitized and disengaged environment like a philosophy class or in academics but I think these ideas are so much more beautiful and complex and difficult even in the real world context, um, in the context of people's lives and the nitty gritty of experience and and background and personal emotional struggles, you know, it it's all it's all connected. And when we separate these ideas from the people who are having them, I think you tread on dangerous territory. So that's why I chose conversation as my main method, I guess, of talking about these things <laughs> kind of a qualitative approach if you will so why why is this topic something i want to talk about and who am i to talk about it i guess they're the next two things we're going to talk about so why to me when i look at the world i don't see a lot of faith i see a lot of people struggling to find meaning. I f see a lot of um, pessimism and a real lack of hope a lot of the time, which is often quite scary. As someone who leans towards pessimism anyway, it's really important for me to think about faith um, and to have faith because faith and hope are so intrinsically linked. If faith is the idea that things have a meaning, then 
hope is the idea that that meaning could be something good. Um, so it's kind of like the next step up. Uh, so I have to have that basic belief that things have meaning so that I can hop on the hope boat. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, I think our world today needs a bit of hope. You look out there and as I said earlier, it is, it's kind of chaos. There's the climate crisis, there's our increasingly polarised political system. Um, people are now opened up to a, a huge diversity of opinions and ways of life. I think it's great and it's beautiful, but often people are then left struggling to find something that is meaningful to them. Our society today doesn't really encourage anyone to go out there and look for truth that is in any way objective. I think our postmodernism is defined by a real lack of faith, uh, pessimism and a relativism. When I first read about Socrates, I was blown away and I loved him. Uh, Socrates is a Greek philosopher. <laughs> philosopher. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I was trying to sound all intellectual and cool and I couldn't even say the word philosopher. Um, yes, he's an ancient Greek philosopher and his uh, mission was to seek objective truth um, and he truly believed that there was objective truth out there and that one could find it if only they searched for it uh, truthfully and he lived in a time where um, sophistry was all the rage um, and the sophists were people who believed you could um, make anything true if you could convince people of it and you know in our world of fake news and all that kind of stuff it seems like we're there, you know? Things are true if you believe them to be true. Um, and apart from that, there's not much else. I think postmodernism gives you this sort of sugary message of go out and live your life, have fun, you only have one life, YOLO, you know? Uh, dance, be happy, do your thing, because at the end of the day, you know, and underneath that sugar message, they say, at the end of the day, it's all meaningless. And I'm just not happy with that. <laughs> uh, come at me. <laughs> postmodernism, I'm gonna fight you. No, no, I'm not calling out anyone for a fight. Uh, definitely not postmodernist thinkers. <laughs> I'd definitely lose a fight against Derrida, that's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, what I am saying is that faith and hope are really important in our search for meaning. Um, and that meaning is the most important thing in our lives. Uh, there's a beautiful book called Man's Search for Meaning that was written by Viktor Frankl, I think. I'm going to be kicking myself if I got that name wrong. But um, he uh, was someone who lived through um, Nazi Germany and he was in a concentration camp. And after that experience, he uh, wrote a book and many... Um, academic papers and kind of came up with a theory of human psychology um, based on meaning and he says that the world will offer you suffering that the world is suffering to live is to suffer uh, but to thrive is to have a meaning for that suffering that is greater than that suffering um, 
And I know a lot of other people talk about these concepts too. I know um, Jordan Peterson, for one, definitely talks about that. Um, but I think it's so true. The world is going to throw tough times at you. And if you don't have um, a belief system which gives you enough meaning to make that suffering worth it, it's very hard to continue on. T- to suffer it can be bearable. Um, but to suffer meaninglessly is just... It's unbearable, really. Um, so, I, what I'm saying is that the reason I'm making this podcast, to make a long story short, is that I think faith is a really, really important basic concept um, and is intrinsically linked to hope and to meaning, um, both of which really can help our world and can help us individually on our journeys to finding a bit of truth. That's kind of all in all what I'm going to be talking about and why I'm going to be talking about it in a general sense. (laughs) Um, The last part of this episode is just going to be me talking about myself. Uh, My favourite topic. Yeah, uh, no. (laughs) Narcissism 101 with Brona. Um, Yeah, uh, I think it's important just to know where I'm coming from on these things and what my preferences are going to be or you know what my experience has been in the past um which will most likely influence where the conversation goes and stuff like that so to know that right at the very beginning so you can keep that in mind um as you're listening my story is that I was brought up in a Catholic family in a Christian community and faith and religious faith have been hugely formative to me um it's really really foundational for me and i really loved it <laughs> i really did i was um an altar server i served in my church i don't really know why i have to prove how all in i was to you <laughs> but i feel like i do um does this help my family has two statues of mary that are like waist high um we have seven kids who are very catholic (laughs) are you convinced yet i am i'm really christian i promise um so yeah um that's me that's sort of my background i um, was taught a good bit of uh, catechism as i grew up and we often talked about theology and um i think the catholic church has some beautiful elements of tradition to it that I was lucky enough to be able to experience at a very young age and that have really formed me. I know I've said formed a lot of times, but you know. Um, and then I also was part of that uh, Christian community that I mentioned, um, which is a charismatic community of people who uh, live their lives together, sort of like a prayer group. And charism is a very expressive and uh, experiential form of prayer. It started in the Pentecostal churches and kind of swept through the evangelical churches and even ended up in the rigid Catholic church. <laughs> so we, um, there was a lot of uh, experiential side to spirituality um, in that uh, area of my life as well. Um, as I grew up, I really struggled with faith. Um, and I still do. <laughs> was um i really felt quite alone in that struggle a lot of the time um so yeah that's another reason for me making this podcast is 
to have an open and honest conversation about faith and the struggles of faith um, and to maybe hopefully make some people who are struggling with their faith feel less alone. This podcast probably won't have many answers, um, but it will have some interesting conversation and some new perspectives, hopefully. Yeah, struggle with faith. I think for the last four years in particular, I've been going through what you could call a deconstruction. Um, I was really all in on Christianity and Catholicism to a lesser extent, but <laughs> yes. Um, and I think in the last four years, circumstances have made it that I've been shaken in those beliefs and I've really taken the time to <clears throat> deconstruct a lot of them. Um, and I've done a lot of reading and a lot of research, I guess, into it. And I feel at this point in my life, I want to start reconstructing my belief system. Um, and I'm going to start at that concept we talked about at the beginning, that things have a coherence and a meaning. Um, I think it's a good place to start. It's a sort of blank canvas, if you will. And I don't really know where it's going to go from here. Um, but I do know that I'm hopeful and that I want to find some some real truth. So in a way, these podcasts are sort of a personal project that I'm on. Um, and almost just an excuse to talk to people about their faith. I um, will be as honest as I possibly can be at every step of this journey. And I hope you will appreciate that. Um, and yeah, please, you know, judge me, but like, don't tell me about it, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, just be aware of that. I, I don't have, I'm not preaching anything here. I'm just um, trying to have open, honest and real conversations about these topics. Struggling with faith is is a huge part of faith. Um, I think there's a lovely image in the Bible of Jacob who goes out into the desert and a stranger approaches him and is like, let's fight. And he's like, cool. And they just start fighting. <laughs> and they fight all night. Um, and they're matched in power. And then eventually the stranger wounds him in his hip. And at the end of the fight the stranger reveals that he is God, that he is the divine and that Jacob has wrestled with God. And he then calls Jacob Israel. So from now on, you should be named Israel and your people should be named Israel. And that's where, you know, uh, the Jewish people have their origin story um, as people who wrestle with God. And I, I think that's a lovely image of uh, wrestling with God, like almost like a dance or a, a struggle to find truth. Um, I think it's a very realistic look at what um, having faith is. So what I'm trying to say with that point is that I struggle with faith, um, but I think that that is a huge part of having faith. And right now I'm at a place where um, in a lot of ways I don't know what I believe, but um, I'm heading out on a journey um, to find that and I want to document it. So please come along with me for the journey. I would absolutely love that. This podcast is almost already way longer than I thought it was going to be, but I'll just explain quickly the name of this podcast, where it comes from, um, the Bible stories that are related to it, and yeah, why I chose it for uh, this topic. Um, 
the we of little faith is sort of a play on words um, to something that Jesus says in the Bible. He says, ye of little faith. And the story goes that he is sleeping in the front of a boat with his disciples. Disciples um, see a storm coming along and they panic and they call out to Jesus and they wake him up and they're like, Lord, Lord, save us. And he looks at them and he goes, ye of little faith. And he calms the storm. Um, and I just love it. Such a good one-liner. But also, um, a lot of people would interpret that as Jesus, you know, telling his disciples that they should have had more faith in that moment. But I really see it more as Jesus smiling at the humanity of his disciples and just going, yeah, of course, of course you're scared. That's a scary thing. Uh, you have little faith. Um, and they had enough faith to call out to him, to wake him up um, and to know that he could do something about it. So I think that is a little bit of faith. Um, earlier on in, in the Gospels, Jesus tells a parable about having faith the size of a mustard seed. And that's all you need. Just that little grain of faith that will grow into a huge tree. And then he says, all the birds of the air will nest in it. Which, I don't know if you want birds to nest in your faith, but if you do, get yourself a mustard seed. <laughs> and the last story is my favourite story in the whole Bible, which is saying a lot. It's the story of... Thomas. And Thomas is often called Doubting Thomas, so I'm sure you're seeing now why I love it and find it relatable. <laughs> Thomas was a disciple of Christ, um, and after Jesus has died, the disciples come to him, and they say to him, Thomas, we've seen there is in Christ, he's alive, like hallelujah, we're saved, etc, etc. And Thomas says, I don't believe you. No. Unless I could put fingers in the holes in his hands and my hand in the wound in his side I will not believe which is a very specific and gruesome request <laughs> it has to be said but I think in it you can see Thomas's real hurt and real struggle um he has followed this guy Jesus um he's put his life on the line for him he put all of his eggs in the Jesus basket <laughs> if you will and the next minute he sees not only his friend, but his hope um, dying on a cross. This guy was supposed to save the world. He was supposed to liberate the Jewish people from Roman occupation and maybe herald in an apocalypse. I don't know what Thomas was thinking, but probably something along those lines. Um, and next thing he knows, that guy's gone. Um, and I'm sure he was grieving in a way. Not only a lot the loss of his friend, but the loss of his belief system. So when his friends came to him and said, we have had an experience of the divine, of truth, of God, um, of course he was on edge. <laughs> of course he wasn't ready to jump straight back in. Um, and I do find that story very, very relatable. Um, but that is not the end of the story. The end of the story is that the disciples are all together later on and Thomas is with them and I can imagine him just sort of sulking in the corner a bit being like these crazy ass people <laughs> um, and Jesus appears and he looks straight at Thomas and he says Thomas put your fingers in my hands put your hand on my side see me and believe um, and he 
appears to Thomas in this personal and specific way that he had called out for. Um, sort of similar to the disciples in the boat, he had called out, not even knowing if Jesus would respond, but sort of calling out almost in despair, but also in a hope, in a faith that something might happen out of it. And Jesus turns up and imagine him saying to Thomas, Thomas, you have little faith, come over here, put your finger in my hand, you know? So that concept of you have little faith is something I really liked, I really related to in the Bible. And I wanted to call this podcast the We Have Little Faith because, yeah, as I said before, I often felt quite alone in my struggles with my faith and felt like doubting was this huge sin. <laughs> I was like, why can't I simply believe? Um, and at the ripe old age of 23, <laughs> looking back now, I can see that, of course, I struggled with those ideas. They're fundamental human struggles um, and they're very difficult and complex topics. So yeah, if you are out there and you struggle with faith, please don't feel like you're alone. And you know, listen along to these podcasts, maybe we can have some revelation of the truth um, like the disciples did um, in those stories. Um, and again, I guess as a disclaimer, those stories, um, whether you believe they really happened or whether you believe them to be myths and stories, I think they really hold a lot of truth. Um, and for me, they've comforted me in some very difficult times of my life. So yeah, this podcast has talked about what I'm going to be talking about, uh, why I'm talking about it, who I'm going to be talking about it with, and finally who I am and why I've named the podcast this. Um, that kind of wraps it up, I guess. I um, want to thank you for making it the whole way through this podcast. I would also like to thank my friends and family who encouraged me to make this podcast. Um, I had a lot of fear about making this and releasing it because, you know, once your voice and ideas are out there, you can't take them back. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, bear with me in this process of uh, figuring out the technical side of things as well. And hopefully I can make something that is um, enjoyable to listen to and interesting to think about. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening along. Um, I don't have an outro. I should think of something good to say for next time. <laughs> but I guess until next time, um, stay groovy. <laughs> Mm-hmm.